The Digested Read by John Crace Atomized by Michel Welbeck This book is primarily the story of a man who wanted to take the French philosophical tradition of Sartre, Camus, Foucault and Deloise to its nihilistic conclusion. At the time of his disappearance, Michel Welbeck, sorry, Jasinski, was considered a serious candidate for the Nobel Prize, though his true significance as one of the principal architects of the metaphysical mutation that opened a new era in world history would not be understood for many years. Michel wondered whether he should touch his colleague's breasts, but he had long since realised his cock was only fit to piss, so he said his goodbyes and went home. He ate a monoprix meal, threw his dead canary into the garbage and phoned his half-brother Bruno. So began his first night of freedom away from the university. Post-war France was a difficult and troubled society and Janine had stopped reading Heisenberg's autobiography and had relentlessly pursued the nomadic modern by having two sons by different fathers. Michel was born in 1956, Bruno in 1958 and after their fathers had inevitably disappeared, presumed dead, the boys were brought up by their grandmothers. It's not as difficult as you might think to segue from scientific and philosophical debate on the nature of ontology and the molecular structure of meaning and happiness to the personal narratives of Michel and Bruno, providing you stick to a threadbare, dissociated style. You just have to keep your fingers crossed that the readers don't realise either that the intellectual arguments are not as rigorous as you imagine them to be, or that your main intention is to be childishly shocking. It is the late 60s. Bruno is at a boarding school in Meaux. He is an omega male, always bullied by the older boys who piss in his mouth and rub shit on his clothes. The highlight of his day is to position himself opposite girls and try to make himself spontaneously ejaculate by looking up their skirts. Michel is at school elsewhere, beloved by Annabelle, who dreams of becoming his wife. Michel does not know how to touch her, so when they go to an ashram, she gets fucked by the guru. She has an abortion and writes to Michel, but Michel is too consumed with the quantum potential of Griffith's history in Hilbert's spaces to be asked to reply. He showed no emotion when his grandmother died. And neither did you, other than the ennui that comes with a numbing sense of predictability. Sexual desire is preoccupied with youth and makes no allowances for sagging labia or flaccid penises, and with his sole unpaid-for sexual encounter limited to forcing some sperm onto the pubic hair of a surprised teenager who would later commit suicide, in the mid-80s Bruno decided to take a vacation to the Lieu de Changement, an atavistic commune based on Frédéric de Contec's observations of primitive societies, where people would come together to fuck each other stupid. For a long time, though, no one wanted to fuck him, though this allowed Michel plenty of scope to indulge his own penchant for writing about masturbation, unattractive genitalia and the sexual predilections of sodomites, Arabs and wogs. Mysteriously, a 40-year-old woman with gnarled breasts, called Christiane, one day took a shine to him, and after he had prematurely ejaculated into his pants, they became lovers, attending many orgies together, 
where their sexual organs were rendered leathery and chlamydial by overexertion. For the first time in his life, Bruno experienced happiness. The excruciating inevitability of bourgeois capitalist alienation continued into the 90s as Michel's search for manufactured controversy led him to conclude that perfect reproduction was impossible while DNA was stored in a double helix. Yet he too was not immune to a desire to be provocative, so when Annabelle contacted him again after more than 30 years, he decided to meet her. After a few disappointing failures in which his penis refused to become erect, he limply managed to ejaculate into her arid vagina as a reward for her desire to have a baby. Unfortunately, Annabelle was required to have yet another abortion as tests revealed she had ovarian cancer. This did not respond to chemotherapy, and she had died shortly afterwards. Michel went home and had a monoprix meal and resumed his circular deliberations on whether human consciousness could be reduced to a field of probabilities in a fox space. Bruno was in a fox space of his own. During the weekdays when he was not with Christiane, he continued to visit prostitutes, indulging casual racism and masturbating while fantasising about the time he had observed his mother's inelastic vagina being serviced by toy boys in her crushingly symbolic attempts to reclaim her own youth. He was still, in his way, happy, until Christiane became paralysed after fucking 30 men at a party while giving him a blowjob. She hadn't meant to be fucked quite so rigid, but her entire skeleton collapsed with osteoporosis. It surprised no one when she committed suicide 30 pages later. By 1999, Michel had still got no further with his research into the ideal method of reproduction, when he got the call that his mother was dying. He collected Bruno from the mental hospital where he had been detained after making inappropriate sexual demands on teenagers at the school where he was teaching, and travelled to the southwest of France. Bruno had called her a miserable old whore and promised to piss on her ashes, but Michel made sure he didn't get round to it. Instead, they just chucked them out the train window and went home. Michel moved to a university in Galway, where his work on the Copenhagen Project and the demystification of God and reality continued apace until his own disappearance in 2009. It was presumed he killed himself, having discovered the only potential for happiness was in cloning. But a more educated guess might be his disappointment at realising his attempt to write the fin de siècle work of European gravitas had lapsed into pure comedy. It is 2070. Yawn. The world is full of women clones. Yawn. Everyone is happy. Yawn. History exists. Yawn. It is elemental. Yawn. It is inexorable. Yawn. The species that envisaged its passing has brought it about. Yawn. This book is dedicated to me. Sorry, I mean mankind. <laughs>